Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, that's not it. My name is Andrew, and I'm here to say... Interface is starting is what I'm here to say. Oh! One second, one second. That was the drop. Hello and welcome to Interface. My name is Andrew Lilja and with me as sometimes is Chase Musel. Hey, hey, hey. Okay, I'm done. I'm done. Here we are. This is good. Hi. It's just, it's just me. All right. Hi. Hi. Well, welcome back to the United States. Thank you very much. It's nice to be here. <laughs> did you, sorry, when you were gone, did you, did you uh, have to field many questions about our political system? Thank God I did not. Okay, good. We can keep moving then. That's the very French thing is because like they're not really interested in you as a person unless they're like friends <laughs> with you. So nobody just, nobody gives a <laughs> God bless the French. Is that God bless the French. Seriously though, food is good. The wine is good. People are friendly. Presumably you and your wife are doing well and had a, had a good time. Yeah, it was really great. Um, we had a little bit of trouble last night because we are super jet lagged. So at about three mm-hmm. in the afternoon, it was time for bed and we set it for four more hours. I would say rather heroically until <laughs> we went to bed at seven <laughs> o'clock and just like totally shut down until we woke up at three in the morning. Oh, that's good. So how do you feel right now at one o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time? Um, I don't feel terrible. I feel sort of like I did yesterday when I got off the plane. So like, like a little wiped out, but not like super tired, but that's cause mm-hmm. it's little eight o'clock in my body. Ask me at four yep. when it's 1am yep. on my body <laughs> or when it's 11. That's just like, Oh my God. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I'll just pre- peer pressure you into playing overwatch, get those Halloween skins and reset oh your clock. Okay. I could not give a single about overwatch skins. I'm sorry. I, really, I think they're the coolest thing ever. Really? Why? <laughs> yeah. I, they're so awesome. What about them motivates you? What is, this is individualism in like in general, right? Like why would you wear a hat? But why okay. would you wear a watch? Okay. I mean, That's, this it, is actually, okay. Now this is super interesting. So style, I never thought about skins as being style in video games because for totally me, are. like, but fashion is so much more about, cause you can take so many different things and you have so many options to combine them and you can sure. take something you have and wear it in a different way. So even if everybody sure. has the same shirt, you can wear it differently and have it be interesting. With okay. a video game skin, you just have the skin. Yeah, but there's different things like, in, I mean, if you have TF2, you can start mixing and matching items. And so there's like, you can make infinite combinations of uniqueness. You can have something that's really you. I mean, so I, yeah. I, get that, I get that it's not as customizable as real things and it's not the same as fashion, right? But you still want to show your individuality. Plus, if you like, you know, if you have an affinity for a particular character and so non-Overwatch, like let's say you play League or Dota or something and you want to buy the skins for that, like your favorite champion, that's a, like, it's a cool way to show that. I guess. I mean, I do. So I have spent the in-game currency on skins for p- characters that I play a lot, but it's mm-hmm. mostly just because I, oh, shit, there it is. I just wanted to look and stand out from the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> but how weird is that? Because it's not a thing that exists, and it's not. It, no, I totally get it. This is dumb. This is, now I feel like a moron. <laughs> no, no, don't feel like a moron. It's, I mean, I think it's just it's natural, right? Like, I even look at that stuff. I'm like, I remember when I first started playing, whenever I play any free-to-play game, I'm pretty much like, I'm not going to pay for this. There's absolutely right. no way I'm going to pay for this. Or like right. DLC comes out, that like for Rocket League, the cars come out. I'm like, there's no way I'm buying that car because functionally, they're all the same, right? Mm-hmm. But I saw that DeLorean. <laughs> I was like, I, got, I have to have this, right? So, so that, it's funny you mention that because I always look at that especially for a small game like, like Rocket League and Psyonix, I always think like, I'm not, gonna, I'm not buying the DLC for me. I'm doing it specifically to support them. 
that's fine. But I don't think I don't think everybody thinks that way. I think the vast majority of people don't think that way, right? Yeah, yeah. Like I I agree with you. And there's different. Like I bought Battle Right in early access because I really like the idea of like an arena, you know, like top down arena game. That's like the most pure version of like League or Dota. But Pong. I bought it because they're in early access. Although the game is going to be free to play. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, um, but if you buy an early access, you like you're guaranteed like all the champs or whatever. But it's still like you could just wait. Got it. Well, so it's the same sort of thing. No, because that's it right there. It's not you could wait and then have to grind for it. But this is like sort of getting your foot in the door early on. And I bet there's special skins or people who bought early and also gives you access to everything. So at the beginning of the game, you can stand out from the people who haven't unlocked these things yet. Yeah, I mean, potentially. I don't know that the cosmetic piece is there, but you definitely like you'll get a title or something or like a little, um, you know, right. like a little you know symbol for your name or whatever. But yeah, there are those things, right? And they do it. It's in all games. Like Destiny had people who participated in the beta got special. Right. You know, emblems or whatever, and right. you can get special um, insignias behind your name in Halo if you have a particular like you know history for Xbox Live, and yeah, yeah, all that stuff. And the and the ones that are like super like, hey, look at me, you can't get this anymore, like that type of stuff. Like that's notoriously popular. And then like in games like World of Warcraft, where you have you know. Uh, like the original collector's edition came with Murky, and so that's the little Murloc pet. And you would go, that's my Murky son. And Murky would, uh, yeah, Murky would run around and follow you, right, as a little pet. But it only came in the original collector's edition, and they never made it available any other way. Oh my goodness! So okay. then, to get that, you can't get the pet any other way, rather other than selling the account. So like, right. you could ha- sell your account, which was trash, for oh, a man. huge amount of money because people just wanted to make characters and have Murky as their pet. So I have two thoughts on this, both about <laughs> TF2. Um, yeah, good. When TF2 went from being a pay-to-play game to being free-to-play, yep. all the old items switched. So there was the new items that came afterwards yep. and the early ones, and the old yep. ones got vintage appended to them. Yep, yep. Absolutely no change in purpose. Like, they'd work the exact same way. They didn't even change that much, like, in the Steam Marketplace value. But I could never get rid of them. Yeah, absolutely Because it not. just said vintage, and it was just like, oh, yep. I played this I can never get rid of it again. Yep. Uh, uh, and then at the same time, the, when... Like when, when the marketplace sort of launched and buds earbuds, the, the earbud cosmetic item became like the the real thing. I just could never get rid of it, not because it was like because I didn't want the money or anything like that. It it was just more like I don't need to sell these. That's how much you don't I, need the five dollars. Yeah. yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It's some dumb thing like that. No, yeah. your pride is worth more than the, whatever the minuscule amount of money you're going to make on the market. Right. Yeah. Right. No, I totally agree. You'll like yeah. So so I played a lot of World of Warcraft and. I used to be a huge nerd, and there was like in-game lore about a particular sword called Ashbringer, and it's now since been like released, and there's like legacy weapons for classes, but mm-hmm. um, or whatever they're called. But at the time, it was like a big rumor that it was going to come out, and there's all this mystery, and like people thought it was like in-game, but you just couldn't access the quest to get it or whatever. So mm-hmm. there's like weird rumors that if you talk to particular NPCs at a particular time of day, drunk on a particular type of like drink, you could like glean new dialogue from them, <laughs> and it would tell you insights. So like I did yeah. all of it, like I did all these weird things, and. Um, uh, I had all these weird, like, unique items, and they're totally worthless. And like, a lot of them don't have value anymore. Or like, in Battlegrounds, you get stuff, and they don't have like the item actually changed to like gray writing, where it used to have a value, and now it's just like this used to be worth something. Is like mm-hmm. what the tooltip says or whatever. And I can't get rid of any of it. Like, I've got bags full of trash that's not worth anything and can never be used again. But like, I can't get rid of it. <laughs> it's so funny. So, yeah. it's, what I think is really interesting about all this is that digital items, despite you know existing n- only in one place. Mm-hmm. I can't find the reference article, but I promise you this is true. Scratch the same mental itch is actually owning a real thing for people. So you for feel sure. the same way about it as you do about a thing you can touch and hold and feel, which is Absolutely. crazy to me because like I can do so many more things with the stuff that I have physically than like I can what? with hold it. Well, but yeah, that, that's there. <laughs> there's the rub. Good, sir. Uh, like I'm thinking like 
even though I can do things with them, I don't. I just do the one thing they're intended to do with my physical objects. And it's the same way it is in the digital with those things, too, with the skins and everything. Sure. No, I mean, yeah. Then there's a few ways to scratch the itch, right? And, like, and they've been exploited probably in every way. So we're, like, really we're talking about, like, in-game, in-game content or, like, in-app content because it extends way past games, right? Like, right. people pay for sticker packs and different stuff to make them unique, right? Like, you want this. Sarah bought the Disney uh, sticker pack for iMessage or whatever, and I bought right. the Star Wars one. It's like, right. oh, these are awesome, and I need these. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they make you feel unique. Yeah. And actually, it's funny you mentioned that, too, because there's the... Um, uh, 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 iOS 10 has those sticker packs and messages now. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was just thinking, like, I never thought that I'd be the kind of person to buy stickers because I like didn't <laughs> want them on Facebook yeah. or anything like that. But I right. probably spent like ten bucks on them already. Yeah. Okay. So let's clarify. Of of the let's say you spent 100 percent of your money, 100 percent of the money that you spent on buying extra content. How much of that percentage was on iOS specific stuff versus non iOS? <laughs> Oh, well, I probably... The, the only, or have you not bought anything else for chat messaging or whatever? For messaging that's pretty much all I bought. The only of the digital okay. things I purchased have been DLC for, for Rocket for League. League. Yeah, okay. That's just fair. for Rocket League. Oh, I guess I bought some keys once, too, for uh, TF2. Oh, yeah, to open them. Yeah, so, like, yeah, when I'd get, like, Counter-Strike boxes or whatever, I'd just sell them or whatever. Yeah. Because, or, like, it's the same for Dota. But, I mean, there's a whole other thing you can go down, like, with Dota, like, the compendiums that you buy before the International, and that's how they fund it, right? It's like That's such a it. crazy idea that it works it's, like that. And it's so good. And it is so, so, so good, because you directly see how much money's going toward the pot, and you know what Steam's getting, or yeah. Valve's getting. And yeah. So I think the, they do the best version of it, but, yeah. So, so the way these work is that they're basically just, they're, they're booklets that provide, like, I don't know, information about the, 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 the International Tournament for Dota. Um, but you can also buy ones that are branded for, like, announcers and team players, or, uh, uh, Players and that kind of thing, and uh, the way that it works, the way that it initially was going to work is that the the uh, income from those was going to be specifically used to pay for uh, the, the announcers, and that was going to be it. The commentators were only going to get paid when people bought their personal branded compendiums. Oh yeah, um, and then people threw a fit about that because the people weren't going to make enough money. Like you're not valuing our time. So then Steam offered they get a salary plus whatever they make on those. But what's mm-hmm. crazy to me is, as far as I know, those compendiums are only uh, uh, the only difference between them is whose fake digital signature is written on the outside. Otherwise, they do yeah. the exact same thing. Yeah, and it's I totally don't. insane that people will like buy those things. It is awesome. It's totally awesome, man. I mean, it I, is, but it's kind of crazy. I think. I think the. I think the compendium scratches a couple itches. It's like here's the unique thing that I have, right? Mm-hmm. So that scratches that itch. But also because I would say that much more of the Dota community is involved. Like they're aware of the state of Dota and they're aware of Valve and they're aware of the state of like the funding for their own community. Mm-hmm. It scratches the same image that you talked about with fi- like buying stuff from um, Psionics for Rocket League because right. you want to fund them and you know that that's this, your money is going to contribute this. So like I get my like unique factor and I get to like fund the thing I like. Right. Right. Okay. So that's interesting because like- I was thinking it was more like team jerseys. Um, oh yeah, I mean they get a cut, right? So that's that too. Like you can fund the team you like as well. Sure, but you buy you like you buy a jersey from a player you love, and then that player doesn't get an extra boost to their income because right. you bought their jersey. Right. No, this is way more direct. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which is, is awesome. A, yeah. Is it awesome though? I, I think it's awesome. I, th- I totally think it's awesome. It's certainly more capitalistic because it, now instead of getting the protection of sort of I'm a part of this team, and as long as the team does well and is popular then I get paid as well. Whereas in Dota, like if you have an off season or something like that, then people aren't going to follow you as much, presumably, and yeah. you won't make as much money. You have less protections. So there's well, you have the potential to make a lot more money. I, 
Okay. Yeah, I, I see that. I, I actually think the down, like what I would argue the downside of a system like this is not is not so much about your skill, but it's about your marketing capability. So the teams that have great Twitch channels and like a lot of YouTube followers, right. they're the ones who actually probably make the most. Mm-hmm. I'm speculating here, but I would guess the team that's got, you know, a million plus, you know, subscribers to their Twitch channel or whatever, they're the people that are going to have the most people, most compendiums purchased versus somebody, you could say that player B is like way better than player A, but player B like is relatively unknown or doesn't engage in social media, they'll probably right. sell less. Right. That's, so there's this whole other aspect to, you know, esports because that, you know, all it's so directly, I think esports in general, the funding model is so directly driven based on your own performance and mm-hmm. like your engagement with the community. It, there's a much higher reward for participating in that type of behavior rather than being an awesome basketball player that gets a shoe deal. Sure. So why hasn't this, um, why haven't we seen this sort of thing move into other spaces? So like, I remember way back in the beginning, you could buy gifts on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. if you still can, but they were just like these little digital things. Nope, yeah. they shut it down. Um, I remember that though. I remember getting like you, like a dollar, right? And it was like yeah. in the box. So that was obviously a failure. But then at the same time, like these things in games have gone way up. So why, like, why can't you? Why, why isn't this spread to other areas of the digital? Uh, whatever yeah. to the internet like it's only in games really right why why isn't it also like on amazon or that kind of thing well i mean i think i think in game so, so first you need a place you need an environment or a space in which to like interact with your digital good right if we're talking about digital goods exclusively right right and so like facebook made sense it was i think it's i think the idea was okay like you get this thing on facebook but because maybe because it wasn't like publicly displayable or like um, you know, you opened it and it was just for you and it was sort of like a one-off thing. Maybe that's why I didn't take off versus like in a game you buy a thing or I send, like I send you a steam gift, you get it, right. you get it, you get to keep it. And then anybody who's on steam gets to see it or whatever. But are steam um, gifts and are they all always games? Yeah, no, they're games, but I mean, they could be like DLC or something, but mm-hmm. like if it was a, you know, a sealed or an individual, like I think it's anything that's got its own skew, right. Or whatever. But, right. Right. Um, I think I think the reason that games work so well is because there's an environment to enjoy your digital good in where like mm-hmm. if you get a Facebook thing or a Twitter thing or whatever it's just not as like you have to spend time in that environment to appreciate it. So iMessage makes sense because if it's your main messaging platform you probably spend a lot of time in there and so right. you know the reward for buying that, you know, dollar pack or 2 dollar pack or whatever is pretty decent. Well, and iMessage is on the clever thing too of uh they so if you talk to somebody else on iMessage who has iOS 10, they're mm-hmm. represented as images that you can interact with and there's all like the usual circus that goes with them but otherwise they're just images so you can still share them with other people yes yeah i mean so like now i move back to android and sarah still sends me right she still sends me the disney ones they're just not animated or whatever right right yeah um yeah i don't know i i feel like it's uh, the reason that games are so popular is because the environment in which you can take advantage um the environment which you can take advantage of is so much easier to explain and it's so much easier to show like in games it's on your guy or it's, it's on your character your avatar your whatever right your player or at least on your nameplate or something but in in you know in amazon or whatever like how do you show off your digital signature like i don't know how that works okay so we're gonna get a little blue here but um there are <laughs> porn websites that have achievements on them um and it's the exact same thing, but I think it's way more than that because um, I, I think for a lot of people, it's that is something that you don't want to brag about. Um, and it's the same sort of thing. Like, what are you going to do? Like, show off that like you've watched seven thousand videos or something like that? Yeah, no. Yeah, but but yet they're still apparently pretty popular. Hmm. 
so I, I'm really curious about this one. Like, what is the, why does this exist? Is it just, because my thought is that it, at some point, it's just like achievements in video games, right? Like, you don't have to show it off to somebody else. It's not, so cosmetic items are for other people. Achievements are for yourself. No, I think, I think achievements are for everybody, too. No way. It's totally a hedonic trend. People, pe- people do com- achievement comparisons. Okay, so they'll, they'll do them, but I don't think it's for... I, that, that's one element that some people do it for, but I don't think that's the only reason people are, doing, are, are so aggressively doing it. Because people wouldn't spend so much time trying to get every achievement just to show off that they got every achievement. So it's I certainly mean, part of it, but like, I think a lot of it comes down to the fact that it, it's, sort of, it's fun to watch those bars go up. It makes you feel good to see like, that number increasing until it gets to the full amount. Right, like uh, so, you like then, you spend you know, uh, whatever a hundred hours in a ten hour video game because you're trying to get every single achievement or something, right? Right. There's, I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely for you, right? There's the people who are completionists. Absolutely true. Um, but I think there's still the like because there's a like share and compare the achievements or whatever like mm-hmm. in multiple platforms and whether or not it's visible and useful to do that that's a different question. But because people can do it, I think they still find that there's a competitive angle to it. The Plus, other thing, there's like the other thing that happens. Sorry, real quick with achievements is yeah. the other thing that happens with them is that there's always the race to be the world's first or whatever to achieve mm-hmm. particular achievements. In that case, it's definitely competitive and not for you. So aren't a lot of free to play games basically just achievement treadmills like this? They're they're, they're just hedonic treadmills and they just the way they work by is increasing the amount of time it takes you to complete a certain task that you wanted to do. Yeah, for sure. I think that's true. Um, yeah, I think that's true. I think you need to get the dopamine cycle in there successfully, right? Like do a thing, feel good about it, get a reward or whatever. Right. Repeat, like do the work, get the reward, feel good about it, do the thing get the reward, feel good about it. Right. I don't know. That feels like a lot of the, a lot of the free to play, free to play games for that cycle. And then the problem is when you, when you get to the point where you have to pay to be successful or move forward, that's when it gets, when people face out or, right. You know, well, or they don't. You become a whale, right? Or you, or you become a whale. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or you, yeah. yeah. Should we take a break? Sure, that sounds good. Okay. All right. So in the future, <laughs> that's your cue to, to jump in. Oh. There, <laughs> your turn. Will be lots of fake. No, damn it. Right. <laughs> Did you say fake or bake? I said fake. Okay, fake money. Good. No, we're done. So, yeah, um, in the future, we're, if, if we're looking at where we're at now and where we've come from in the terms of, like, in-game transactions or in, in-app purchases or whatever, right? Like, um, something that we've talked about has been, like, the Steam. We've obviously talked about this a lot, but, like, the Steam, whatever, marketplace in general is right. bonkers. And, yep. you know, there's people who have made a lot of money on that and something like that multi-millions of dollars. It's crazy. It's crazy. Like the, if you got in early, right? Like all, like not only people who like monopolized the market side, people who were initial creators made a lot of money. Like guy who made shark hat hundreds of thousands of dollars or whatever, right? Like that design got approved in shark. Hat. They made a bunch of money. Um, or like shark with laser hat or whatever, like just like the goofy, like obvious stuff oh, that's yeah, fun sure. to make or whatever. Um, so they make that in the, like in the workshop or whatever. So that whole, like, the combination of, like, being able to craft your own things, getting a cut, and then sell it and control the marketplace as well is amazing. And it's been the perfect storm for a lot of people to make a bunch of money on there. Um, yeah. And then you've seen, like, the rise of third-place betting markets, um, you know, where, like, websites allow you to use your Steam items, like, CS gun skins as currency, and you can bet on, like, and mostly it's, like, betting on esports themselves, like, on the actual event, because then you're in the right. same, you know, you're using the currency, which is relevant to the medium that you're living in. But, yeah, it's that's crazy, right? So... It's currency specific to a media. Actually, just like saying that out loud, it's pretty wild. Like currency that's digital only 
it's not really limited. Like it's sort of artificially limited, right? Because Steam is has like a you know there's a rate of like a drop rate for all the different skins, but there's not a num like a limited number of skins. It's just right. that they're entering the world always at this particular rate, so the value is always going down on on whatever you know skin there is. So um, uh, libertarians get up in arms about going back to the gold standard because that way our money is actually based on something. Yeah, um, as opposed to the way it is now, where everybody sort of agrees on the value. Um, yeah. But like Steam is like the, that sort of modern money ethos uh, on steroids because they just invented money whole cloth. They just said yeah. like, okay, here's the thing. It's worth money. Now like and, – and then people are like, okay, now it's worth money and they just went crazy for it. Yeah, it's amazing. I don't – yeah, I'm not really sure how you how you equate this to anything because it's pretty unique, right? But I mean the way they did it was they made things that people wanted, the achievements and hats and unique stuff that sort of like we were talking about before the break. And yeah. then they said, okay, now you can buy these things for money. Or yep. they gave a way for people to to to, to get yes. money out of them. Yes, they they put a they put a place they put something in place. You know this right. method in place for people to do it. Um, I think it's interesting that Valve could shut down tomorrow, and all that like millions and millions of dollars of assets or billions or whatever is now yeah. literally worth nothing. Right, like, that's amazing to think about. Um, it's also crazy to think about that that Steam or that, that Valve has made so much of their money just based on like they said we're going to make money off of this, and then they did it. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really good. Yeah. Right. So, so one, is that a thing? Like, are we going to see more digital currency pop up? And it's not as obvious as digital currency might seem, right? Like it's like, could I use the sticker pack in iOS and then sell it to you when I'm done or whatever? Or could I create a sticker and then sell you, like put the sticker on the marketplace? Like that's what we're really talking about. Well, you know, it's even, yes, actually, yes, because there, you can unlock emoticons in Steam chat in games and sell them on the marketplace. So yes, what you're describing is literally possible. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, sure. It's possible. Like, but will Apple endorse that? Because it sounds like some, that'd be a great way for like an Apple or Google or whoever, like or Facebook, to make more money, right? Right. They can not only monetize the sale of the initial packs, but they could make a marketplace surrounding it. Like, and actually, now that we talk about it, it sounds stupid that they don't do it. Like, I know. Yeah, they should absolutely should. It, 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 they could do it like in in uh, CS:GO, where like guns degrade as you use them over time. So as you use stickers over time, they're worth less because they be, they sort of like crap. The stickers crappier. start like wearing out. Yeah, oh. they get like more and more compressed. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's really funny. Yeah, but you know, be actually crazy about that is that. But, so you you know about like shit picks, right? The idea of a shit pick. No, I don't know what that is. So shit pick is the um. <laughs> It's um. There's there's a great article out on the Owl. You've seen them before. They're like these old things you'll see posted on Facebook, where it's like super compressed and full of like artifacts, and it's yeah. obviously like been screenshotted tons and tons of times and put through filters, and it's like not the original image. Yeah. Uh, but people post them anyway because people don't like the average person does not give a crap about what it looks like, like how compressed it is, or like that. They only care about the content of the image itself. Yeah. And so people would totally go for like you could sell your crappy used stickers with all the compression artifacts <laughs> and everything like that in these marketplaces. People buy them anyway because nobody cares. Yeah, that's funny. And it could be that like you'd have those actually for sure what would happen is you'd have some that would become worth more money like based off the way they age, right? Like Right, exactly. Yeah. See, that's really good. Um Yeah. So but do we think that's going to happen? I don't know. I feel like everybody I feel like something like that is definitely primed to happen though because everyone wants to make their own marketplace. Like we've seen Facebook Messenger rise as sort of like it's you know, in the face of like adversity, it has risen to be, oh, that's pretty bold words for it, but it's risen to be its own, like its own, uh, its own system, its own ecosystem within, you know, or independent of the operating system that it's on. So you're right. on a computer, yes. Android or iOS and Facebook doesn't care as long as you have messenger because all of your stuff happens within messenger and the apps that work within messenger are totally independent. iMessage is doing it now too, but Facebook is like successfully already infiltrated. Right. Well, I, part of it, I think too, is you have to have critical mass because Facebook is able to pull it off yep. simply because, um, 
everybody uses it, right? Nobody uses the chat, and a lot of people use it. At, oh, even I'm a holdout. Exclusive. No, I'm a holdout. Like I put it, I put it on there just for your dumb group, so we could talk on Overwatch. <laughs> now I, I found a third party solution, so I'm back because I hated having chat heads pop up, and I just okay. recently found out how to turn off chat heads. But there's no way to turn off notifications for Facebook Messenger. There's no way to turn them off, and so that's really frustrating to me. And, our, our, and like, so what I'm talking about is when you launch Facebook Messenger, you can, if you go into the settings for notifications, there's no way to turn it off. You can delay them for up to a day, but there's no way to turn them yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can turn them off per conversation, but I find it unacceptable that I have to individually mute conversations. Sorry we were talking so much. Sorry. Um, but no, you're right, because I, I have passionate. five distinct chat apps on my phone. Yeah, and that's okay. I'm, all, I'm okay with that. I just, yeah, but it, I'd prefer but, it to be one or two. Right, but I'm saying because there's so much diversification. Oh, wait, six. I forgot about WhatsApp. There's um, you don't use it. There's so you? much diversification. What you use WhatsApp? Yeah, all the time. Yeah. You use it all the time? Because I have a lot of friends in Europe, and we chat oh, on that. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Okay. Um, but uh, because there's enough diversification, like if you that you're locked into one is kind of a bold move when you think about it, because you have to assume that people are going to do it and they're going to buy enough of them to make it worth your time to actually implement this feature, because you don't know for sure if they're going to use your platform specifically. No, that's true. Yeah. You're right, though. The critical mass definitely helps with that, right? Um, okay, so that's one thing, right? Like, just making digital currency out of nothing. Facebook hasn't... I would argue that the only people who have really done it successfully so far has been Valve. Facebook and Apple have done it in a different way in which they're just straight monetizing, like, the add-ons. Like, right. know, it's essentially DLC for chat. But um, it's not the same as Valve, where they're creating content and a marketplace within it to support it. So, <clears throat> or have, like, a creative, a creative outlet for it and then the marketplace to support it. So the other places have been a little more behind. But mm-hmm. as, as we move into different modalities and we get into you know VR and IoT, right? Like, like these different generations of whatever, of technology or whatever you want to call them. Um, does, do you think that this model changes? Do people buy more stuff in VR? I would yeah. argue that because VR is... Uh, answer, you, you answer first and then I'll tell you what I think. About. So say so yes, IoT is going to be a huge platform <clears throat> for this as soon as somebody figures out how to monetize it in a way beyond just like you need to increase subs- subscription to make sure your lights work. Okay. I'm thinking so, like you could totally get achievements if you want to be ethical about it. You could be achievements for like being green and like saving your power, but you totally yeah. want to be like you turn your lights on like the 500th time because that's easy to track and it's easy to implement. Yeah. People will compete on that. Yeah, yeah, that for sure. That's a really, I hadn't thought of that, right? So actual usage is really good. That's a great right, idea. Right. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be stickers, but yeah, I imagine 10 years from now, somebody's going to crack how to do this right in a really compelling way and you're going to see it everywhere. That's interesting. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to think about like, other ways that you could make because so like we're all people who want to show off and we love we love the sound of our own voice and we like to look in the mirror right so like um, hence we're recording a podcast <clears throat> on skype where we have video going that's right hey i just love i just love you and i just want to see your your beautiful face oh there it is uh, um no so you'd have to figure out some way to show it off like like all the iot achievements or whatever are all great but you still need a way to show it off so, oh my god what if you get like a philip hue and there's like a special was, color you can only wanted- get after a certain achievement yeah seriously like it'd be like you got magenta yeah, what? right, exactly. Why would you get magenta? Last week, man. <laughs> last week popped up 3 a.m. Magenta? Really? Like that type of thing. Oh, my God. How crazy would it be? Like, yes, it would be like Pokemon Go sort of thing. Like, the light will change color automatically. Like, you wake up one night and your apartment is just bathed in magenta and you have no idea what's going on. And then you could pretty quickly realize it's their viral marketing for some new campaign. Oh, my God. You like push a button so on your phone. Like now you get to lock your it door. In. They're like, have you seen it? Look at it. Open your yeah right yeah that'd be crazy <laughs> or your mom has it happened to her and she doesn't know what it means and there's like which of course like, is hey exactly is okay happen. if we uh can i have if a we, password to your what like there'd be like weird like uniquely generated passwords for your oh my god or something, right like and people have to like go find them anyway yeah what's your password yeah it would be so good right um i mean it'd be so creepy but 
Anyway, that's the thing. I think, okay, so IoT, someone needs to figure out a way to make it so you can show off. Like, that's pretty much it, right? As, once somebody figures out, first, it has to increase, and people need to keep buying IoT devices, which is going to happen. And then, I think it's going right. to happen by force, just because they're going to be the main option for most things. Uh, God, right? It's, like, horrible. It's, just gonna, I, it's just the way it's going to be, right? We're, uh, you're not going to have a non-IoT option. You're going to have to try to get a non-IoT device, which is like driving a non you know, can controlled vehicle to go back to like a ve- like a fully mechanical controlled vehicle. You have to goodness. intentionally like find a drive old car, right? Or like getting a non smart uh, fridge or something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if that's quite here yet. Or I'm yeah. sorry, TV, smart TV. Oh, that's TV. Sorry, yes, yeah. you have to specifically. Yeah, you have to like go buy the cheap ones specifically that aren't smart TVs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think so. IoT is a little bit harder because you have to. I, someone has to convince me on how you're going to show that off successfully. I don't know what that is. Like it, it could be AR. Like it could be like your IoT house has like cool AR markers oh, that are shit. unique. So like right. my heads up display shows like cool shit. Like you've got the dragon that circles your house when I look at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that that's actually be- so. I was just thinking about that's interesting. So like I was thinking about like keeping up with the Johnsons that kind of thing and how yeah. like the way it works is by showing it off in your house. But in order for like IoT like digital things to be something you actually want to show off, first of all, IoT has to be universal. Like you were saying, like right it. Because if, because right now the way you show off is by having a, like a smart house with the Internet of Things. Yeah. But once that becomes common enough that everybody has it, then it needs to go to the next level. And now it's based yeah. on either probably the way it always is with brands, but then also like within them the certain like strange digital things that you get. Yeah, I agree with that. Like magenta. Yeah, exactly. Seriously, like the magenta light or like the special voiced like Alexa now with like the British accent or something like you know what I mean? Like oh yeah, that's really good. Right, yeah, yeah, like yeah. different different like voices or something you could buy. That sounds totally yeah. reasonable. But it's like the way even the then, that's still work. like someone has to be in your home to experience it, and it's not yeah. the best way to show it off. I I think so. If we're talking about digital, we're talking about displaying digital achievements and showing off digital goods. I think you need a digital lens, which I think augmented reality is probably a pretty good mm-hmm. solution for. So like, as long as you have your glasses on, you pull up to my house and you're like. Whoa! When did you get the when did you get the carbon fire fiber plating on your house? I'm like, right, oh yeah, right. it's sweet. I went full carbon fiber. Like, <laughs> I was thinking about it. So you could have like a like this allows you to take the stuff in a video game and actually bring it into real life. I'm imagining like a trophy oh, case that's full yes. of just like those QR, QR codes, but then you put oh, on the Hololens and you can see all the cool stuff. That you oh, have it wouldn't. Oh, don't don't make it lame and be QR codes. I could tell that you're like the old cheap ass if you had the QR code cabinet. No. <laughs> oh, mine yeah, is well, just exactly. mine is just like oh, like oh, it's just a blank wall and it's totally customizable and the whole thing just like lights up with whatever you want and that. Right into the like the digital iot feature that i want where like my mom pulls up to the house and i'm like switch to pictures of oma yes. and like right or whatever yeah, 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 and so, like, right, and right, the right. cabinet like switches and everything yeah that's super good yeah so i wonder someone's gonna figure out a way then also to like monetize this and make people i don't know how exactly you do it i, I, I always come back to light bulbs because they seem like the most innocuous benign and stupid iot <laughs> thing you possibly have and so then i imagine like the most benign and stupid possible achievements you could have on it like turning it on and off 500 times you're like leaving it running for like 12 hours straight or some stupid thing like that. <laughs> i wonder if you could if you could do like microtransactions yeah. within these things in a way that is not designed specifically to make you like like so not like 99 cents to keep running your light bulb for another day more like right. 99 cents to get this achievement or like get magenta or that kind of thing yeah I think to get the thing makes more sense, but not the achievements. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. I can see that. I can see microtransactions for things that, you know, actually augment your, your digital events. Yeah, for sure. That's it. Right. And, um, and then you'd be able to resell and trade it or whatever. And build like, oh, so yeah. we're talking about is like the ability to sell and like build third party stuff. And then we're also talking about the marketplace to support them. Like, the, Oh my God, the Philip Hugh marketplace for real. Like, I mean, Ugh. 
It's like, so dumb and so amazing. Because people would make like, and you, if, if there's any way to like lock colors or like black box it, so like nobody knew how you made a particular color or effect, right? Like that type of thing is going to be popular. Here's like, turn I just on. mixed red, green, and blue together, and I got this crazy new color. No, I, that's good. I'm thinking more like somebody creates like the sweet like iOS lasers, like yeah, when yeah, you turn yeah. it on right. But like that yeah. effect, you have to purchase. How cool would it be? So there's there's got to be somebody. This may be what we should do: is start a marketplace that allows you to like combine all the different parts of your IoT universal? house together. Yeah, so you can like run these crazy things, right? Yeah, so you can have it like, like those totally. That, you can cut us in. Yeah, right. I was thinking like those totally synchronized like Christmas lights that they have people have oh outside, but like it's inside your house yeah, now. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So like you could buy Andrew's Mannheim Steamroller 2009. Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> that's very good. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Anyway, before that's I like it's like it's so if we want to get really shitty about it, we could call it um, uh, 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 crowdsourced <laughs> IoT DLC. Outsourced IoT DLC. Crowdsourced. Crowdsourced. Oh, crowdsourced. I I feel like that name's not catchy enough. It needs to be like party on the internet house point two. No, it's, I don't. It's got to have some shitty name. It'll be like I don't know. Like <laughs> I, I can't even begin to think about it because I don't have a brain for terrible things. <laughs> that's debatable but we'll move on in spite of your shitty brain <laughs> just, i'm just kidding you have, you have lovely insights okay so thank you um uh the, that's so what the my last, wife told me too <laughs> the last uh medium to cover then is vr and i think vr we don't talk about it long because vr is the i know we love vr and that's good because vr is awesome to talk about but I think yes. it's the easiest sell for this because it's the most direct translation to where it's already successful so let me show yeah. a digital thing on my avatar, right? Like that is so yeah. simple. Like by the, what is it? The flaming poison sort of awesome. Oh right? my God. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you, yeah, can, yeah. you can have that on your back. It's cosmetic only. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. So then the other thing I want to want, I want to talk about is if you can buy a digital item in VR and uh, you use it as if it was a real one, then it's basically a real thing, right? It totally so, is. So what is the digital version of that in VR? Right? Like what is the, what is the version of an achievement in VR? Is it still yeah. an achievement or is it something like further down the rabbit hole there? I, that might be further down the rabbit hole because achievements on pretty surface, like do a thing, right? Right, like, right. If you, but you're saying like do a thing with your virtual thing that replicates the real thing. So like, win ten Nidhog rounds with your like crayon sword that you made or whatever. Yeah. Like in okay. VR Nidhog. Yeah. So I just this totally reminded me of something. I'm going to bring it all the way back to us arguing about achievements and whether or not they're self motivating or not. Okay. Uh. So. There are a bunch of apps now that are designed specifically to gamify getting stuff done in your to-do list. And all I, you do is get achievements. Yes. I downloaded Chore it. War- so, okay. So, Chore Wars, Habatica, that kind of thing. Yes. And Habatica. these only work because you get to fill up that little bar. It's not... Yeah. It, it, Chore Wars is a little different because I think it, it allows you to compete against other people in your group or whatever. Oh, uh, that's good. But uh, I think the primary purpose of these things is just to... So you can see a tangible version of what you're doing stack up, even though you can't do anything with it. You can't necessarily share with anybody. It exists only for you. This is like the Kanban satisfaction, like sliding it from to to doing to done. Like you physically move it or you're like pushing the button and you see the bar go. Right. Yeah. That's, that's good. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm okay with that. So I'm going to say that I think achievements are are primarily there for, they're for the person, not for anybody else. And then that also means that in VR, like there's the opportunity to create like these crazy sorts of things that exist only for your personal, uh, uh, satisfaction. Yeah. And I mean, ideally, or, um, 
if you're in VR and you're being like, obviously everything is being tracked much better, like what your actions and what you're doing, you'd be able to get a lot more complex with those types of things, right? Like, like you spend a thousand dollars in the Oculus store and you unlock the ability to replace everybody else's face with your own. Oh my God. No, no, that's not what I want. No, that, but somebody does. Yeah. Somebody does want that. That's for sure. Yeah. And his name is, he is Donald he, Trump. he who shall not be named. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, you can find show notes for this episode or you can buy them or you can, you can buy show notes for this episode for nine ninety nine at interface.fm slash. Oh God. 27 number. You know what? It doesn't matter because if you buy any other number, you can probably get these, the correct show notes on the interface. Market. <laughs> yeah. Right. At an inflated premium. If it's show notes scalping. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. Wait, that's another thing. We should talk about this another time, but why aren't there scalpers for digital items? They're totally there, are. There's third-party resellers, but I think that's different from scalping because those are people who have already agreed on the value of that. Like, I, I see scalping more as like buying up the collection of things that exist and and then reselling them at a higher price because the demand there is the no supply, price. but the demand is that's incredibly the, high. That's the hat baron. That's the gold. That's like the alchemy baron, uh, alchemy owner on Warcraft. Yeah. 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 It, okay. So I guess it does the market. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think what will be interesting to see if you get digital scalpers, and I'm sure you will, but like actually doing digital events once we start going to concerts and football mm-hmm. games and VR. Like I mm-hmm. think that will be really interesting because if it, that implies a finite number of tickets, and these things right. aren't finite, so it's like, do you like pay your hacker friend to get you a seat that you're like you've got duplicate view of somebody and like yeah. they don't know you're there, or is it actually like a limited number of digital tickets and you're scalping them? Okay, that reminds me of this cool article I read in Wired a while back where they have like the future bowl of twenty, the, the Super Bowl of twenty sixty six. Yeah. And, yes. Yeah, we talked about this. Or, yeah, and, and we, yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff you could do with that too. Like you could, like you know, you could pay. There could be a limited number of seats to see the game through the eyes of the quarterback or something, right? Yes. Like how, yes. That's really good. Yeah. Yep. I still like. I've said this a million times. I still think that you're going to be able to like buy your ticket for like twenty bucks on Facebook to go watch the Super Bowl through your through the Rift. Yeah, but you know what it'll be is that it'll be Facebook M that will suggest to you that you might want to do this based on your browsing habits. And then if you buy it through Facebook, you'll get like the special Facebook b- blue ticket and you can post it on your profile or on your oh wall to show everybody else that yep. you got. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. I've gone to 10 Facebook concerts or whatever. Right. It's just like those Kickstarter backers where you can get like the green thing with the Kickstarter green. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Which oh, man, I'm such a sucker for that stuff too. It's the rarity factor. You, impo- yep. you impose rarity and people are like, I need it. How good is that for Kickstarter too? Because they're basically getting free advertisement just yeah. from people like Mason. All right, it's really good. Yeah, right, so that's for real. show notes episode twenty-seven. <laughs> yeah, for you can find show notes episode at interface.fm slash twenty-seven. We're on Reddit. We're on Twitter. We're on email. Send me emails at hello at interface.fm. Um, we love you, listener, and we'll be back next week and every week, like clockwork. I was going to say we should talk about video games. Okay, let's talk about games. <laughs> Ian hates this, you know. I know that's fine. He can deal with it because I think we should talk specifically why. Video okay, games we can are so much tell to Ian, talk about. Okay, let's do that. Let's talk about let's talk about games. But we can tell Ian that if he wants something different for next week, he has to record with us. Yeah, absolutely. If he's not going to be here, we're going to talk about. Make what him we feel talk bad about. about having a child. I mean, that's the only. Yeah, way he said it wasn't going to be an issue, and I so knew that it was. What a fuck! <laughs> he had a baby. He had expectations before he even had the baby, and then he broke those expectations. F that dude. God. And enjoy it while you edit this, you asshole. Oh, I was probably gonna edit this one. 
Oh, sorry. I well, figured since he's not here and he's got a kid, I was going to edit it. Oh, well, sorry that I just called you asshole. <laughs> That'll be the stinger. <laughs> uh, I'm such a stinker. I'm sorry. All right.